0: Okay, so Colossians two, verse six, page one one eight five. Did these? Everybody have a Bible? Anybody else need a Bible? Okay, would you stand with me, please, and follow along? I really encourage you to just because this might be an easy thing to just kind of you know go into a daze, but I really encourage you to pay attention as we read these are amazing verses verse 6 starting at verse 6 page 1185 okay got it okay and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus, the Lord, you must continue to live in obedience to Him. Let your roots grow down deep into him and drop nourishment from him. I tell you if if we just got that phrase there that would be that would be life changing. Let your roots grow down deep into Jesus and drop nourishment from him and if we did that every day, just our roots deep into Jesus. It's good stuff. So you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught, your lives overflowing with thanksgiving for all he has done. Don't let anyone lead you astray with empty philosophy and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the evil powers of this world and not from Christ. For in Christ, the fullness of God lives in a human body. And you are complete through your union with Christ. He is the Lord over every ruler and authority in the universe. When you came to Christ, you were, it says, quote-unquote, circumcised because it wasn't a physical procedure, but a spiritual procedure, the cutting away of your sinful nature. What does that mean? Well let's keep reading. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. But then this is the good news. Just look at it. then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins. He canceled the record that contained the charges against you. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. And in this way, God disarmed the rulers, the evil rulers and authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. So, because of all that good stuff you just read, Don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. Those are all references to Jewish Old Testament ceremonies and festivals that happen. Don't let anyone condemn you, he's writing to these people, because you don't do those things. For these rules were only shadows of the real thing Christ himself. And then, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on self-denial. And don't let anyone say you must worship angels, even though they say they have had visions about this. These people claim to be so humble, but their sinful minds have made them proud. But they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews, and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from who? Christ. Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray that you would just open our minds and our hearts to these amazing, simple truths that are repeated again about Christ jesus the lord and father you would just as we read them give us understanding and excitement and and renewed passion and determination to know christ in jesus name i pray amen you may sit down Hey Rocky, while you're there, can you unplug the phone in case? Thank you. <laughs> and then remember to plug it back in. <laughs> um, I think one of one of the fi- my favorite songs that we sing that we sang again this morning is the song "You're Beautiful," right? Isn't that? if you If you look at the words of that, it's just amazing I mean just he is so beautiful i mean not not only did he create everything, he hung on the cross for us I mean he's beautiful, but I wonder how many of you as we're singing the song, you're beautiful and and in some of us, it's stirring up all these emotions I mean he's so beautiful, Jesus is beautiful. How many of others are you think what, what's the big deal i mean what why is he so beautiful? I mean, what's so beautiful about somebody hanging on a cross, being tortured and dying? As we come to Colossians here, I, I hope that again we will realize how beautiful he is because of what he's done for us. And this is the heart. Okay, everybody, look at the kids for a second. Oh. <laughs> plan to try and wear them out outside so they're a little quieter inside. I figure I might as well wait at times like this because nobody's going to be paying attention to me anyway. (laughs) Okay, let me, let me start with an illustration here. Let's imagine, and this is true for many of you and um, probably will be some important information from, for some of you to learn, possibly for the future. You have a juvenile record. Let's say you have a felony. And um, because of that felony, there's a lot of fines that go along with it, And because of those fines and that felony, some of you realize that it is very difficult to do what? Get a job? To do what? Get into the service? Get a place? Get housing? I mean, anything. It just makes life overall very difficult. And it seems like your life forever is going to be this way. Difficult, 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 difficult. But then somebody comes along and offers to pay your fine. This is a juvenile felony, okay? We're talking about a juvenile (laughs) felony. Unfortunately, adult felonies can't be eliminated in the same way. It's a juvenile felony. And because the fine is what's hindering that felony from being taken care of, somebody comes along and offers to pay that fine. Let's say it's $10,000 and for you it looks like life forever is going to be the same way. Difficult to get this, difficult to do this, difficult. Life is just going to be difficult because $10,000 for you is, is impossible. And then somebody comes along and pays your fine. And with that fine paid, what does that mean? The felony can be eliminated. And you can have a clean record. So when you go to apply for a job and it says, do you have a felony, what do you write down? No, you don't. You no longer have a felony. When you go to apply for housing and you want to get into the service or, or any of the innumerable ways that it's difficult to live because of that felony, they no longer exist because the debt has been paid and the authorities no longer have any more power over you to hold that felony over you it's like a clean slate and there's no more felony i want you to just thinking about that i want you to look take your bibles again i want you to look at verse 13 and we're just going to in verses 13 14 and 15 we're going to just lay the groundwork. this is so important for us to get this before we look at this i want you to listen to this phrase okay Not really recognizing what Christ has accomplished for us. We spend our lives, most of us spend our lives trying to attain what is already ours. Through futile, empty means. You understand what I just said? I'm going to say it one more time. How many of us, not really recognizing what Christ has accomplished for us, and that's what we're going to just be reminded of really quickly, not really recognizing what Christ has accomplished for us, we spend our lives trying to attain through futile means what Christ has already accomplished for us. It's ours. And we're going to see three ways in verses 16 to 19 that we do that. But before we do this, I want you to just go back to verse 13. Look, at, look with me. It says, you were dead, and it's talking about spiritually dead. And when he talks about spiritual death, it's talking about separation from God. Because of our sins, and because of the sinful nature that was not yet cut away, because what Christ accomplished, we were dead, separated from God, no life no hope of happy it's kind of like that felony on our record i want you to see that parallel it's like that felony on our record so there's no hope like how can i get ahead how can i how can i really live and because of that felony that's there because of that sin that death that separation from god from life from the one who created us we were dead But then, notice, then God made you alive with Christ. How did he do that? He forgave all our sins. That is the amazing thing that happened on the cross. The separation, what separated us from God and from life, God took care of on the cross. Through Christ, he forgave all our sins. You get that word, all? How many of us are just letting... Ah, uh, I'm just too bad, I've done, I, you know, you don't understand. All our sins, notice the next phrase, he canceled the record. It's like that felony being off your record, it's no longer there. He canceled the record that contained the charges against us. It's gone. He took it and he destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. And so when Christ hung on the cross, our sins were there, nailed to the cross, the record canceled, the sins forgiven. And what else? God disarmed the rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. And so the authorities, Satan and all his demonic hosts who would point out your felonies, who would point out your sins and say, but look what he's done, look what she's done. You point to the cross and what Christ has accomplished and you say, It's taken care of. Forgiven. Canceled. Disarmed. And that's the truth that we've got to get. If we're going to understand the next few verses, we've got to get that what Christ accomplished on the cross. And I want you to see this. I mean, look at those verses really quickly and tell me, anybody that's a really good English major here, what is the tense of every one of those verbs? Pardon me? What's the tense? Past! Every one of them's past tense. And how many <laughs> we had a few people that weren't very good English majors there, but I wasn't <laughs> going to point them out. <laughs> how many of us live as if the tense of those verbs wasn't past? Forgave, cancelled, disarmed. That felony, if, you were sti- if the felony is paid for, the <laughs> debt is paid, it's forgiven, it's canceled, and the authorities have no power to say, remember that felony? You can say, like I do often when I make a mistake, which I often do. Those of you that know me well, what is my response? It's my first mistake. It's my first mistake. I say that all the time. And it's because of grace. If we really understand God's grace, we understand forgiveness and the canceling of our record and the disarming of the authorities. It's as far as like the casting crown song from the East is from the West. Past tense. Forgiven. Canceled. Disarmed. But how many of us, how many of you, if you've accepted And trusted in Christ's work for you on the cross. And maybe for some of you, this hasn't happened. And you need to understand as I'm talking that this is possible for you, like a felony being forgiven and canceled, and no more authority, those authorities have no, the powers have no more authority over you. That your sin can be the same way forgiven, canceled, no more power over you. The old nature is ended, it says in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. What does that mean? It's what it's talking about here when he says, When we're when we come to Christ, we're spiritually circumcised. The cutting away of our sinful nature has happened. It doesn't mean that we're not going to sin anymore. It means our nature has changed because Christ's nature has come in and taken residence within us and we have his nature. Now we can still choose to sin. But what does it say? It says the power of sin has been taken away. That we don't have to sin. But how many of us are living as if none of this has happened. The old nature is ended. Death died, meaning our separation from God through what happened on the cross is ended. The debt is paid. God the judge is satisfied. And the devil and all evil authority is disarmed and, as it says here, publicly shamed. Is that good news? Now, because of that, what we're looking at is verses 16 to 19. Because we've got to get that if we're going to get verses 16 and 19. We've got to get. That's past tense. The debt is paid. The judge is satisfied. The record is canceled. The enemy has no authority or power over us in Christ. So, verse 16... Don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these were rules. These rules were only shadows of the real thing Christ Himself. This is the first of three things that it encourages us not to be deceived by. If the debt is paid, the record is canceled the enemy has no authority or power over us, then why, number one, do we get caught up in thinking that doing certain deeds and following certain practices will somehow accomplish what Christ has already accomplished? See, back to that statement. I want you to get this. Not recognizing what Christ has accomplished for us on the cross We spend our lives trying to attain what is already ours, what Christ has already accomplished. And it's all through futile means. And the first futile means is, you can call it ritualism or traditionalism or, or religion. Call it that. Trying to do what Christ has already done. Trying to accomplish what Christ has already accomplished In some way trying to please God or get in God's good favor when the only way to do that is through the blood of Jesus Christ and that's done. Have you accepted that this morning? What Christ accomplished for you on the cross? See, in writing this this one sentence right here, like I mentioned earlier as I was reading, Paul's referring to the Jewish ceremonies, the Sabbath and, and and, and Pentecost and Passover and And all these ceremonies and all the festivals that all looked forward to Christ and and individuals were saying, you've got to be following those ceremonies. You've got to be doing those things. And Paul's saying, they were shadows. They were just looking forward to Christ coming. And Christ has come and he's accomplished every one of those pictures and shadows. You don't have to do those things. Cling to Christ. Hold to Christ. Christ has accomplished it. Are there things that you're trying to do that you're trying to accomplish to get in God's good stead? You don't need to. You need to accept that Christ has accomplished it for you and cling to him. Ritualism. The second one is Notice verse 18. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on self-denial. The word is asceticism, thinking that somehow if I deprive myself, and we're coming into a time of year when around the world there's individuals that do this. They're called flagellantes. And during Holy Week coming up to good friday re- the remembering of the time when christ died on the cross for our sins there's individuals that by abusing their bodies by f- flagellating their bodies and making themselves bleed they think somehow they can find favor with god and purify themselves and eliminate them their sins self denial maybe it's going without thinking if i just if i just punish myself and and i think Maybe a lot of us could identify this way in, in thinking that if I just cause myself pain, I think that's why some people burn themselves and cut themselves, purge themselves. So if I just make myself miserable, if I just cause myself pain, it's like a purification. Well, it's a purific. We can't purify ourselves from our sin. We can't purify ourselves from our, our wickedness. And why would we want to anyway? Christ has already done it. He's accomplished it. It's a great word. You know, it uses the same word in verse 16 that it does in 18, but they're different words. Literally in verse 18, it says, Don't let anyone rob you of your prize by insisting on self-denial. Rob you of your prize. You know, that's what self-denial does, I think when we're trying to attain something that Christ has already attained for us we're cheating ourselves of the prize which is Christ by trying to beat up on ourselves and abuse ourselves and deny ourselves we're robbing ourselves of the joy and the experience and the pleasure of knowing Christ by abusing ourselves to somehow make ourselves pleasing in God's eyes when in Christ, we are pleasing in God's eyes. Don't rob yourself of the prize of knowing and experiencing and enjoying Christ by thinking that you have to abuse yourself or cause yourself pain or go without so you might attain Christ. He's accomplished that for you. And the last one, notice, and don't let anyone say you must worship angels, even though they say they have had visions about this, these people claim to be so humble, but their sinful minds have made them proud. They're not connected to Christ. And I call this mysticism. Ritualism or religion. Asceticism, self-denial or mysticism. or, Or individuals that think that somehow they have to experience something. Have a special experience. Have uh, some special knowledge. And the Gnostics, the heresy that Paul was writing against here, they claim that they had some kind of special gnosis, some kind of esoteric knowledge, wisdom, that, that you had to have in order to have a relationship with God. That's a bunch of hogwash. It's Christ. And what Christ has accomplished for us on the cross. There's no secret knowledge. There's no special information you need to know. It's Christ that you need to know it's christ and christ alone you see every one of these it's not ritualism because christ is the substance everything else is a shadow it's not self-denial that needs to happen because christ is the prize it's not some kind of special mystical experience you need to have because christ is the head and we are his body and together we need to connect to and cling to christ it's all christ And why is it all about Christ? Because Christ has accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished. The debt is paid. The sins are forgiven. The record is canceled. And the the authorities have no more power over you who are in Christ. Now, if you're not in Christ, none of that's true. It's like still having that felony on your record. The fine hasn't been paid. The record is still there. And the authorities still have power over you. But in Christ, it's all accomplished. So the question is, why? Why? we pour our lives in trying to attain what Christ has accomplished for us through futile means? See, self-denial will never cancel a record. It will never bring about the forgiveness of our sins. It will never take care of the authorities that are against us. A special experience won't do that. Pursuing rituals won't do that. The only one who could do that and has done that past tense if we accept what he has done, is Christ. It's the only thing that will free us to enjoy and experience the prize, Christ. Now, one thing I want to talk about just really quickly before we conclude, though, and this is important, it's because somebody could respond by saying, and I don't want you to respond by saying, well, that means we don't need to do anything. We don't need to deny ourselves. Nor is it important that we have experiences. And that's not what it's saying. You know, the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, and I'm just going to be quick, if you love me, what will you do? You'll do what I say. Jesus said, by your fruits, you'll know them. If you let me, you'll keep my commandments. And, and Jesus also says that if anyone wants to follow after me, what will he do? He'll forget about himself, he'll deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. One of my favorite verses in Psalm 37 Jesus says, Well, Jesus, well, through the inspiration, <laughs> it says in Psalm 37:4, Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. In Psalm 16 it says, In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. To have a relationship with God involves obedience, self-denial, and amazing experience. So what's the difference? The difference is this simply, and we've got to get it if we're going to understand how we can really enjoy what Christ has accomplished and live in it. What is it talking about here? This is all past tense. Remember? This is it's what Christ has accomplished for us. So obedience and self-denial and pursuing experience isn't something we do to get what Christ has done for us. You got that? but it's something we do in response to what he's done for us if you love me you'll keep my commandments when i became married to my wife i i could have said i'm married i don't have to take out the garbage anymore I'm married. I don't have to romance my wife anymore. I'm married. I can take advantage of my wife now. She's not really smiling right now. (laughs) But that would be a sick, perverted understanding of marriage, wouldn't it? And what it means to belong to my wife and have a relationship with my wife and love my wife and be married to my wife. I'm married. I get to serve my wife. I get to do things for my wife. My wife would love it if that's the way it always was. <laughs> but when I understand and live in and enjoy what Christ has done for me, boy, I'm the husband I should be. I married I'm excited about what I get to do for my wife. That's what the obedience is. It's a response to what Christ has accomplished for me. What Christ has accomplished for me, I am so, I'm excited to give up. I'm excited to deny that others might know about Christ, that I might know him better because of what he's done for me obedience, self-denial, the pursuit of experience is because of what Christ has done for me. Not to get anything from Christ, not to attain anything, because he's accomplished it, but because of the realizing what he's accomplished, I do those things. Do you understand the difference? By our own futile efforts, we can't attain anything that Christ has attained for us. Only he could do that. And only he has done that. And if you're still in the process of thinking that showing up to church on Sunday morning or helping old ladies across the street or giving somebody five bucks when they need some gas money or, you know, if you think that's going to, you know, win you some brownie points with God, you have no idea of how many brownie points have got to be won to take care of our spiritual death and our sin which separates us from God. You don't have any idea of how deep your sin is and how impossible it is to pay that debt and to cancel the record and to disarm the authorities and the power they have over you. It's not something you can do. It's not self-denial. It's not some amazing experience like my Buddhist friend several years ago talked to me about some amazing experience he'd had. And that's what he was clinging to in his hopes of a relationship with God, a vision that he had. And I asked him a question. I said, how do you know that vision was from God? And he had no idea. He, he didn't know. If you're clinging to some kind of experience or some kind of special That's one of the things that concerns me the most about life-after-death experiences, about visions and dreams that people have, and I think God can give those, but they can come from the enemy too. To deceive you and think that, oh man, I've had some kind of special experience. I must be special. You know what makes us special? Is being children of God, belonging to Jesus Christ, Our sins forgiven, our debt canceled, our record clean, the enemy having no authority and power over us because we're secure in Christ. Cling to Christ. Cling to Christ. I encourage you this morning nothing else that you do, nothing else that anyone else does, can do what Christ has done. He's the substance, He's the prize. He's the head of the body of the church. It's all about Christ. Let's pray. Father, we are so easily distracted and deceived by the enemy of our souls who lures us to thinking that we can do something or we can be something or we can experience something when Jesus has already done it all and Jesus alone can do it. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just convince us of Christ this morning. And if someone here, Father, is struggling with condemnation and they're in Christ, Father, you would convince them of what Christ has accomplished for them and that they would afresh cling to Christ and be encouraged by Christ and find Christ to be their joy and their delight again. And Father, if there's others who are here this morning who are trying in their own means and their own strength and through their own way To please you, Father, I pray that you would convince them that it's only Christ that pleases you, and they must be in Christ. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for what you accomplished on the cross to forgive our sins, to bring us new life, to cancel the record, to disarm the powers, and to offer us life.